Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, if you didn't hear, there was a huge hurricane here in Los Angeles this weekend that was also accompanied by a little earthquake, so it was fun to get that double action. JK, it was hell. I grew up in hurricanes my whole life back in Massachusetts. I have never... I don't think most people have ever experienced a hurricane in Los Angeles and it was different. You know, we're just not built for it. And then that little earthquake surprise was very much just that, but a surprise. So unfortunately, Tiffany and Billy also had some issues trying to record yesterday, which leaves us here. Okay. So we're going to rerun an episode of the afters one our most recent one, which is the after show we do on Patreon where we just cover other stories that are maybe too spicy or just didn't make the regular lineup. Like there was other things we knew we had to get to for the GP, the general public. But in lieu of the afters this week, I am going to be posting a recap of the Bethany and Raquel interview that was just everyone's been talking about in the podcast world where Rachel, I guess now leave us went on Just Be With Bethany. So you're going to be able to find that recap, which is if you're looking for something a little bit more timely, we've got you there. And going back to next week, I think it's going to be usual stuff, which is good. We miss you. Sorry for the hiccup, but nature happens. All right. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to the after. (laughs) I didn't know that was going to come out of me. I didn't know until the minute it happened. (laughs) Okay. That was the sheep. Welcome Uh, welcome to the afters. No, I know. It's an after show. That was great, Tiffany. That was the top 10. (laughs) <laughs> so we did just do a pretty long show but we want to bring you some afters as we always do um this one i saved for you to tell me about because i it just seems so thrilling so the first story is grandpa wants everyone to know about his bj yeah yeah so uh this was a twitter post from um judy uh just judy on on twitter or x And she writes, yesterday, my grandpa, who's in his 80s, posted a picture of him getting a BJ. I start getting messages and calls telling me to tell him because they thought it was an accident. 
I texted him and he for sure posted it on purpose. I am sick. She follows up. He has to be losing his mind. And then another follow-up. After talking on the phone with him, he said it was an accident and couldn't figure out how to delete it. So he tried to block everyone so they couldn't see it. How do you know how to block people but not delete the picture? I don't know. Once he knew it was seen, he just ran with it. Lol. (laughs) And then she posts a screenshot of a message from, I'm guessing, a family member that said, hey babe and then it's a screenshot and it said can you tell grandpa he posted that i can't deal with him and then she posts a screenshot of a conversation between her and her grandpa oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i'm just sorry i'm just you looking at the screenshot yeah (laughs) yeah do you want to be grandpa in this exchange we can read it together sure okay so i'm judy She texts, Grandpa, why did you post that on Facebook? Why not? (laughs) That is bad. What's bad? You posted a naked girl on Facebook story. Very pretty. Black in hair. (laughs) That's what that's supposed to say. Yeah. Yeah. Can we go back to just this... Um, the way that someone in the family texted her, can you tell grandpa he posted that? I can't deal with him with like the laughing sweat emoji. (laughs) Like, I hate to say this to Judy, but like, it seems as though your entire family has been ignoring what is a prolonged issue with grandpa's mental health. Yeah, grandpa is buck. Like, somebody tweeted Judy and said, I love that this went viral. And she said, no one knows how wild he is. I tweeted a few years ago about the baby he had when he was like 75 and it started going viral. So I deleted it. (laughs) I, okay. So do you think grandpa had (laughs) fucking replies are crazy. Chad grandpa is (laughs) pop popping (laughs) is great. But yeah, so I don't I don't know what to do with this. Do you think Grandpa had hired a sex worker? I I believe so. Yes, that feels correct. I I don't know what to make of this because even she, Judy is being a little casual about this. For me. Judy's way too casual for my liking. Like it's like oh, there's Grandpa, seriously wrong with this? Like. That's a form of sexual assault. To make everyone see you getting a beach in your immediate family? Yeah, anytime you send someone pornographic images. Well, especially also, I believe it's probably like a, like a bannable offense to post a graphic blowjob pic on your Facebook. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. quotes are, so grandpa can't get his asshole tickled and his nuts sucked, huh? This country is so hateful to the elderly. (laughs) Put it on a t-shirt. Someone here comes in. Christian comes in. Literally, he has dementia. Like, yes. Like, (laughs) he's not doing well. Let me see. Oh, we've got an update from Judy one hour ago. So many people have replied to my tweet like, why would you post this? It was shocking to see, for starters. 
His response was insane and funny to me, and there are millions of other deranged wild shit posted on this app every couple of minutes. I can't argue with that, but I mean, this is a particular brand of deranged. No, they're way too casual about this. So this is like There's something systemic in this family. Like, there's a generational curse that needs to be broken. Because the fact that this was even like, they're like, hey, babe, can you delete this? Like, I can't deal. <laughs> Sweating emoji. Like, I w- there would be no smile on any emoji. I ended a sentence about that. And by the way, once again, they're screenshotting this picture of the grandpa getting blown and sending it to them, sending it to this Judy straight up. So this family has some serious boundary issues. <gasps> I just unlocked a memory. What? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Are you okay? I believe it was at, it was either at my nan's birthday party or it was at my great nan's funeral because they were both held in the same venue. And I'm unclear as to which one it was. If it's the funeral, then it's funnier. So I'm going to go with that because it's for the, for the plot. My, this, I, I don't really like, I don't spend a lot of time with my extended family. So at this particular event, my cousin, my younger cousin uh, and I, who was like still a teenager and very awkward at the time, bonded over the fact that that day my nan had, I guess, liked and reshared a <laughs> a GIF, but it was like on her Facebook and it was it was like a kind of like 3D render of a, of a guy with his like dick flopping around in his, in his trousers. And he like, I believe in the gif, he like reclines and then like the dick falls out of his trousers. Well, that's just a Welsh sense of humor. You know what I mean? That's just the kind of humor you guys go for over there. You see tits in the goddamn It's newspaper. what we love. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And my cousin like looked at me and she was like, she like showed me on her phone and she was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'd pay money to see that gif. I know. I wish I could find it. It was, it was exceptional. It was just like, yeah, I think she must've just clicked like share instead of like, but why did she need to like, anyway, like, well, like, no, I think she thought it was funny but like i mean this is just my opinion i you know her better than me of course but she probably did think it was funny but this is the, you, you know just my, ask her where she got it it's true i like i could ask her now but she wouldn't remember i should have asked her at the time like uh nan did you what where's this from this is interesting but they uh my bampy is the most tech literate of the two of them for sure and he did i tell you this this is my favorite thing his phone screensaver is a selfie he took of himself and it like warms my heart <laughs> so cute. and every time i see it, it makes me laugh and i think we were out at lunch and my nan pointed it out and she was like why have you got a picture of yourself as your phone he said i like it it's a nice picture of me <laughs> i mean god bless i was god gonna bless. say maybe in his mind he thought like this would be an easier way for someone to identify who owns this phone <laughs> If they lost it. So it does have a dual purpose. But you know what? I like that. I like that he's feeling himself. Let him feel himself. Yeah, he was. People do it all the time. I'm not going to kill his vibe. Why would I? Absolutely not. You should change it to your screensaver too. I will. (laughs) We all will. I tell you what, I'll get it available and we can do it as an NFT. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm a little disturbed by some of these quotes. Like, I don't know. A lot of people are saying, like, let me tell you something. Dudes rock. <laughs> I... <laughs> People are also writing perv or legend. I can't decide. Like, why is no one pointing out that this man is mentally slipping? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote, yo, if this is how 80-year-olds are now, I can't wait for the foul degeneracy future old people are, are going to post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm only... Yeah, I'm like literally like I'm not seeing one person point out Judy. This man needs to go to the fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, hang on. The following contains sensitive content. Oh, it wasn't sensitive. Never mind. <laughs> Make him immortal, Judy. Post it. Yeah, I mean, he, he, that's probably what he wants. <laughs> No, unfortunately, I do have to leave this window open because I do think that even though I don't think it will be received well or received, period, I do need someone to level with Judy about how uh -huh. this man desperately needs to speak to a doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will you be the one? Do you feel it? You feel the tingling in your fingers? I mean, everyone knows I'm a self-righteous cunt, So, but this is not even about that. This is about, <laughs> like, I genuinely am. I feel sent to this earth to be a protector to the elderly so i do not i i, I am I, I was sent to this earth to be a protector to the elderly and the homeless and animals that's it that's my that was my purpose on earth when i was born my destiny but <laughs> no i'm very worried and i literally like if i can find yeah, Judy's no, last concerning. name i'm gonna reach out to like a family member of hers and be like Please check on your grandpa. Like, this could end in him getting arrested. Yeah, this is this is extreme behavior. He's just and, like, like me can't, for real. <laughs> I can't imagine that this woman consented Hell to no. appearing in a blowjob pick. Hell no. I don't know. I mean, it's just there's so much danger here. You know, like if they let him drive a car. Oh my I'm, god. I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh my god. Absolutely not. So Tev, tell me about Andrew Tate. Oh my god. Okay. So uh, he spent 24 hours live streaming himself and his brother Tristan from a fake jail where he was, I guess, role playing what his time in jail was like. But, like, it also isn't, like, his time in jail because, like, he was, like, smoking cigs and drinking what looks like sparkling water and having irritating conversations with his brother about how the left are destroying everything. I assume he wasn't sharing a cell with his brother. So I don't really fully understand what the point of it was other than Tate trying to claw his way back to the top of the algorithm and relevancy he was of course on big brother so like he's used to this kind of behavior as i was watching it from the I, I watched like a little like five minute clip of the live stream and he only did it for 24 hours so it's like do it more or don't do it at all like what's the point of this 
it had a very big brother feel to it because it was like multi-cams and it was like kind of switching angles betwixt them. But like, what is the point of this? Like, I'm what is confused the point of that this? they're playing jail. They're playing, the, the, the kids are playing jail. Uh, yeah, I think that's very weird. I will say, if I have to give him a compliment, which I don't have to give, but I'm, I'm going to do it. I do appreciate that he is so close with his brother. As an only child, I I do think that Tristan and Andrew have a really nice relationship. Yeah, they're both very hateful people. Well, yeah, they're both very hateful people, but they're nice to each other. Yeah, they and have that in common. They have a nice shared interest. Yeah. Did you know Andrew Tate has a sister, too? That what? he doesn't really talk to? Yeah, he has a sister, and he's like, well, she got married, so like... You know, I love her. I respect her. I said, like, you know, I always will, will be there for her if she needs me. But she is not something that I need to be particularly concerned with because, you know, she's she's married to another man. She's like, basically, it was he was saying, like, she's been taken off my hands. Oh. Yeah. I mean... That you know, they're weirdos. So, do we know mm. why he would why he would role play jail other than to try and take back the narrative? He's probably getting paid for it. it seemed to be on like a uh, a website I hadn't heard of, but I guess one that does that. Um, maybe for the spectacle of it all. I also think that it's really interesting that like he's because he's not sort of actively. Uh, exploiting and uh, trafficking women anymore his whole new spiel and shtick and I think it was has been to some extent is like the idea of like this sort of like alpha male like control the mind like my the mindset is everything of it all and so it's like I don't know him recreating his experience is kind of like showing himself in in a compromising situation so he can be like Look at like look at my mental resilience. Like I'm gonna sell you some sort of bullshit course on like how to teach. Oh, that's it. Okay, I'm watching the video. He said like we will show you and we'll show you what we've learned. You can watch it live here on August 12th. And they're like framing it like it's fight night. I'm going back to jail. I'll spend 24 hours inside a recreation of my experience in jail. No phones, no freedom. The closest recreation of a jail cell that me and my team can possibly do. Jail was very a unique experience. It's mad that very few people on the planet explore. I learned many things inside that dungeon. Lessons I do think are valuable to teach. And that's the reason why. Yeah, it's like it's a way to just continue to platform his like weird brand of masculinity and sell some shit off the back of it. You know, it's it's it, this is I don't know if it's lateral or not, but I. Um, finished my recording with Jen of the most hated man on the internet, the Hunter mm. Moore story. And did you know, I'm pretty sure he says that, because we listened to a podcast interview of him after, I'm pretty sure he hired like a jail coach. <gasps> wow. Interesting. Yeah, which is like crazy because a lot of people who were on the cast of the show 60 Days In have collaborated on running a it's like called like Behind Bars Inc. or something. Wow. And it's like where you go to get trained to be in prison. And I mean, the interview with him was very interesting. Like I had asked Jen if 
I was like, surely he joined like the Aryan Brotherhood as soon as he rolled up there. And she wasn't sure, but like I l- took a closer listen to the episode and he is half Mexican, half white. So he basically had his choice of any gang he wanted to join in with because, but he said he, the whites got better food. So he did go with the whites. And mm-hmm. then he switched his religion to na- like some sort of Native American religion so that he could basically sit out at night like crisscross applesauce mm-hmm. and smoke peace pipes with them. Nice. And I'm like, that son of a bitch really kind of hacked jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he they'd kill me in a day. There. Remember when Tom Wormscams was doing that when he was like researching prison wine because he was gonna miss white wine. Oh right, <laughs> right, Tom. Still Tom. can't believe it, baby. I know. I can't. I still can't believe. I just want. I just wanted to end with Greg. <laughs> I feel robbed. Like they could at least offer an alternative version. I know. I don't know. It's just how I feel. I can't think about it for too long because it makes me want to cry. Oh, I understand. That's how I feel about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm I not going to push the issue. <laughs> but okay, so I want to talk about this Chris D'Elia thing. Mm-hmm. Because someone posted a video of Chris D'Elia doing his podcast. He's like, this is a man who's clearly on the brink of just fully... He's always been on the brink, though. Like, that's the thing with Chris D'Elia. Mm-hmm. He's literally one of the most unpleasant people I have ever met in real life. Truly one of the most unpleasant people. Wow. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. He is 
like the anger that you can see here and the resentment has always existed inside of him. And I believe that the basis of his comedy has always been this sort of put out off putting anger, this like deep misogynistic anger that is bubbling beneath the surface at all times. And so I simply do not understand why anyone ever thought he was funny. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a clip from his one of his more recent podcasts that I believe was originally found on the Fighter and the Kid website and was shared by Alice R. Hamilton on Twitter. But this is a clip of him in his podcast room, I guess, on something that was posted to the Internet. Here's Chris D'Elia. I, I, dude, if I ever make it back into Hollywood, which, uh, you know, I, I, if I do, I'm just gonna, dude, they don't, they don't, I, I, bro, you thought you seen real? Oh, no. No, 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 no. You haven't seen real until I get back into Hollywood, dude. Chris, you excited to be back in Hollywood? Just excited to be getting that money. Don't really care about it other than that. Yeah, da, 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 junk, dunk, dunk. Dun, 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 dun. Also, didn't have fun on Army of the Dead. It was too hot. We did takes for too long, and the fucking movie is probably bad. Didn't ever see it. I still have pictures of me in uniform and might post them one day. Wait, Chris, what do you think of the Ah, fuck it. Release the Zack Snyder Chris Lee cut. I stole the movie. Good thing that they took cut me out of it. So I don't know how he got on this Dr. Dre's next episode vibe impersonating various things from pop culture. I mean, I would say the thing that he's most known for, and I mean this seriously, I think he might be most known for his impression of Eminem. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's how a lot of people had, uh, had him. Now, if you don't know about the movie he's talking about, it is the, the, I think it's a zombie movie that, was filmed in California, like, yes, on a budget, but I think they had to have enough budget because they recast Chris D'Elia with Tignataro and had to reshoot all of the scenes where, and use CGI where Chris would have been in the movie. Mm. So that's, for some reason, for a movie that, I feel was pretty low key. He is still so upset about being cut from this movie. But when he starts off and says, if they ever want me back and he whispers to himself, they don't want me. (laughs) And it's like, so if the guy wasn't, you know, a pretty credibly accused rapist, Mm -hmm. he obviously settled with that minor in Connecticut. There was definitely some like, crossing of state lines as well with the intention of having um, sex with a minor like just because he happened to be there to do a stand-up show does not mean that he also like he planned to meet up with her before he went so it's not like this was some girl that he just randomly met not that it would make a huge difference because of her age but i'm just i'm i'm just 
blown away by this. I believe his cheating has continued. That was the last sort of update. He's a very sad man. I would yeah. like to point out Hollywood, one of the many reasons why Hollywood might not want him in the future. Like, you know, he's not exactly Louis C.K., who, despite all of, you know, the horrible things that he's done, like, was a person who was very good at his craft. Right. He can write a joke. He can write a fucking joke. Absolutely. And we watched the like, old Chris Rock special. I think it was Bring the Pain or something the other night. And like 90% of that show is written by Louis C.K. Mm -hmm. Like he's a talented writer and that's unfortunate to have to admit, but it is true. So yeah, I just, I think another big block for him could potentially be the neck tattoo he's gotten uh -huh. since all of uh -huh. this happened as well as the full blown. I mean, he's got a job blocker. Like he also has a... Uh, he also has, like, a huge lotus flower that starts on his wrist and, like, goes onto his hand. And listen, I'm the first to admit that the emotional tattoo is something we've all, you know, it's totally normal. But I'm just, I'm blown away. Like, I can't even. It's very odd. What mental state do you have to get? I mean, it seems like he's coming from a place of deep regret, but he also feels entitled to his behavior because he's kept it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and doubling down. I mean, I suppose there's one way to go, which is like a, a disappear into obscurity or make yourself the victim and center yourself in the narrative like, yeah, poor, like poor Chris. Ugh, that guy. It is weird because like, he does make some pretty good money on Patreon. Mm. As far as I can tell, that is keeping him supported. But also, his, like, sometimes you can hear his wife in the background, like, giggling when he records these podcasts. And I'm like, have you no shame? Like, she's also been caught, like, bullying, like, women that he's subscribed to on OnlyFans. Oh, God, it's just so ugly. It's it's humiliating. So, yeah, I've plugged it before, but I'll plug it again. The Fighter and the Kid Reddit is one of the funniest things on Reddit, in my opinion. This is a Reddit that was started by, I guess, maybe fans of the show, but over the years have become like complete haters, but also like they call themselves homeless cats. <laughs> who all work at P.F. Chang's. Sure. And, like, their inside jokes are, like, you don't even have to know what's going on in order to know that it is, like, so fucking funny. They speak their own language. Like, they, they speak in impressions of Brendan Schaub. Like, it's literally hilarious. Um, So, yeah. And sometimes you'll hear, like, an actual famous comedian, like, at least sort of vaguely referencing that they're a homeless cat. Great. And so it's, I don't know, I really enjoy it. So I, if you guys are looking for a good sub to get involved with, even though you might be on the outskirts of the community, it's totally, totally that one. Tiff, I Come love you in. and I appreciate yeah. you. Oh my God, same. Any final words? 
there. That's my final word. Who knows? What am I going to do? Shout out to Lucky. Yeah, of course. Do you know what's weird? He hasn't reached out. Usually he'll listen to the pod and he'll like send a message to Billy and be like, I heard them talking about you on the podcast this week. Nothing last week. Not a sniff, not a scratch, nothing. Do you think that we have pushed him over to a level of potential embarrassment that he maybe feels like he's being made fun of? No, I fear that he just hasn't got around to it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's something that you're going to have to text about. I know, I know. And just say, yeah. Yeah. He did apparently say to Billy before, uh, before he left, he was like, don't, like, don't take over the podcast. Oh, he loves our combo. Oh yeah, my he God. does. I mean, well, that- who doesn't? A magic pairing of minds? Uh, no. Yeah, I think so. The dumb American girl and the Brit who tries to make herself sound smarter than she is. You know, <laughs> two immature losers. Uh, and that's just your daily reminder, you guys, if I can, to uh, maybe go uh, give, leave us a review. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Kisses. Bye. Love ya. Bye. Sometimes investigative podcasts tell stories that seem almost too weird to be true. So just how wild can a fiction podcast following that same format get? You can find out on Conference Call, a Paradiso Media production presented by Realm. Conference Call follows journalist Charlotte Dunn as she uncovers the story of two entrepreneurs, the Toad Bros. Pieced together from the hilariously cringeworthy phone calls within their company, Charlotte details the incompetence, fraud, and betrayal of this eccentric pair and their unwitting partner who was just looking for her big break in Silicon Valley. Starring Elizabeth Henstridge, Jeff Ward, Gregory Stees, and Emma Roberts, and featuring guests like Karen Gillan, Beck Bennett, Dimi Dijuibe, and many more, Conference Call blends the workplace weirdness of The Office with the cadence of a true crime podcast. Be sure to listen and subscribe to Conference Call wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at realm.fm.